once again launching out, talking about this upcoming year. And we have, um, I will be setting it up with uh, somewhat of uh, ministering, but we're also going to just kind of talk about some things that we're going to do this year and just some things that you can get involved with. If the ushers don't mind, I believe you have some handouts. If you can uh, get those out, go ahead and hand those out if you haven't already and make sure everyone has uh, that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And uh, we are, uh, this year, I believe that God is wanting to put something inside of us, and uh, that is his passion for the lost, his passion for the lost. And uh, husbands and wives can take one each, or you can share one. It's up to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, the scripture that we have been pulling off of, found in Luke, and uh, we find Jesus teaching and people coming to him, flocking to him. And uh, as he taught the word, as he ministered the word of God, and he found uh, some fishermen mending their nets, and he climbed into Simon's boat, asked him to push off, and he preached to the people. And uh, after he's done preaching in verse chapter 5, verse number 4 of Luke, and when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. He says, it's time for you to catch the men. So launch out, and then he gave us this, into the deep. So look, look at someone and say, go deep. Or you can tell them, go big. Don't do nothing shallow. Go after it. A lot of the people try and do shallow things for God. I think God wants us to do some big things for him. I think we need to think this year that we're not, you know, we tried. Oh, I dabbled in some stuff. You know, last year, the year before, but I think you need to get the mindset that I'm going big this year. I, I'm going, I'm going big. I'm going to the deep this year. I think you need to get that in your spirit. He said, "Let down your nets. You can't let down something you don't have. So you got to be prepared. So first is go big. Second is go prepared. Turn to someone and say, get prepared. You got to be prepared." If you're going to do something for God, you can't just wait for something to jump up and say, oh, I'm going to do something for God. You need to prepare yourself for it. And then he said, let down your nets for a draught or you will catch some fish. Let down your nets for a great catch. And so he put some expectation that if you will let down your nets, I know you've been fishing all night, but when you put down your nets this time, you're getting a draught or you're going to catch some fish. And so tonight, I once again say to you, it's time to go big, go prepared, and go expecting God to do great things in 2015. Does anybody else believe that we serve a God that's bigger than we could think? I won't spend a lot of time on that verse because I have spoken on it a number of times. But I want to say that you have to decide you're going to go. You've got to make up in your mind, I'm launching out. 
everything that myself, Bishop, Brother Daniel, uh, the, the others that will be talking about this, we're going to be talking about along with launching out later. We're going to be talking about search and rescue, and that's when God puts it on our heart this year to go after backsliders aggressively in the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to be doing some different things, launching out throughout the year, getting out there, making a difference, but we can't do anything talking about it. We've got to do something. The Bible says all these things, are the things that he began to discuss, these are the things that Jesus began both to do and teach. You cannot just teach it, you got to do it. And you can't just do stuff without explaining it. You need to teach it. But what we need to do is make up in our minds, like Jesus, we will both do and teach. But we've got to go. You got to go. You got to go. Go, my, my, my little boy right there. Joshua. Hi. Say, go. 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 Yeah. Go. He's always wanting to go. He just walks to the front door. He's like me. I don't like to sit around a whole lot. He walks to the front door and he just goes, go. Where do you want to go? Go. Don't matter. Go. Just go. Sometimes you just got to get that go in you. Well, well exactly how's it going to work? Well, I don't know all the details, but I know that in 2015, Jesus said, go ye into all the world. And so I'm going to go. I just want to go. Get me out of this place. Let me find somebody that I can lift, that I can help, that I can encourage. I got to go. If you're going to go to the promised land, you got to do two things, Joshua. Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 2. Moses, my servant, is dead. The Lord speaking to Joshua. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan. The promised land is over there, but in order for you to get into the promised land, you've got to arise and go. You've got to arise as I say, I'm not going to stay where I've always been. The classic saying that I think is a brilliant saying is if you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always gotten. Yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see something different in my family. You've got to do something different. I'm going to see something different in my marriage. You've got to do something different. I'm going to reach the lost. If you haven't been reaching the lost, you've got to do something different. So you've got to arise from where you are. The, the, to arise, he's saying, get out of your complacency. Get out of the place where you're just kind of relaxed. Arise and go over this Jordan. You're going to go into the promised land. And so the answer to get the promises of God is to arise and go. He said the same thing to Jonah. Jonah chapter 1, verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Here he is talking to this prophet. He's wanting him to go and to proclaim something. Verse 2, he's, what, he gives him these, these instructions. Arise and go. Get up from where you are. You can't do my will if you stay where you are. You can't do my will if you just hang out there. So arise and go. So you've got to say, well, this is, this is the way I did it you know, last year, year before, year before that. Were you effective? If we weren't effective... We need to arise and go. Now you say, well, I don't want to go. Well, you, you ought to go. 
If the Lord said go, good idea is to go. But you think, well, maybe if I just wait long enough, I'll get different instructions. So Jonah here is thinking, well, the Lord wants me to arise and go to Nineveh, but I don't want to go. So he leaves and he goes, and when you read it, he goes down, 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 down into his ship, down. He goes down into a belly of a well, and now he's down there, and, and now he starts praying three days down there. And the Lord finally makes that well spit him up on the shore right by Nineveh. Now he thought, you know, hey, the Lord wanted me to rise go, but maybe if I just hold off. You know, I know pastors saying it's time to go, but maybe if I just hold off, it'll change. This man went through a well of an experience. And so, well, I, I'm going to get out of it. No, it don't work that way. He finally gets spit up. Now we're in Jonah chapter 3, verse 1. And the word of the Lord came into Jonah the second time, saying, Arise and go. The instructions are not changing. Ever since Jesus was here and before he exited this earth, he said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The instructions have not changed. You say, Well, I missed it last time. Well, guess what? Tonight, it's the same instructions. Get up from where you are and make up in your mind. I'm going where God told me to go. I'm going to say what he tells me to say. You've got to get that get up and go. They say, one person said, my get up and go got up and went. You've got to find it. Get it back. Don't be satisfied. This is just who I am. Arise, get away from that, and go. He said the same thing here in Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Now we're in the New Testament, and the, the instructions have not changed. Same instructions. The angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go. Same instructions. You've got to get up from where you are and go. You're going to go towards the south. You're going to... Um, Go down to Jerusalem. You're going down to, to this place as a desert. And you know what he did? Maybe he already read the story of Jonah. I don't know. But the next verse says he arose and he went. Good idea. He got up and he went. There's a lot of things I truly believe. I don't think God puts anything on us. I think God just removes his hand sometimes and says, this is what it's like when you're not in my will. He don't have to do anything. First of all, we'll do it to ourselves. Secondly, just without his protection, you see what happened with Job. God don't have to do nothing. Oh, my goodness. I didn't mean for it to get tightened up like that. Hallelujah. But he heard the word, arise and go. He got up and went. As he's going, he finds a man of Ethiopia. He is a, he, he's a eunuch. He's got the authority of the queen of Ethiopia. Uh, he has all the treasure. This is, a, this is not just a run-of-the-mill guy. This is a guy that knows a little something. But God is saying, go join yourself to them. And in verse 29, the Spirit, uh, uh, the spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself 
to that chariot. I believe what's got to happen is we've got to join ourselves to some people, to some situations, to some ministries. We've got to get up and go, and then we've got to say, listen, the Lord's saying, go near but don't just kind of go near and say, hey, how you doing? No, don't just walk up and, and the man's down in the ditch and, and he's been beaten by thieves and you just pass by the other wire and say, yeah, I saw, boy, we've got bad problems around here. There's thieves around here. I see the problem. But someone's got to get down there and bind up their wounds. Someone's got to join themselves to someone that cannot help themselves. Somebody's got to do it. Brother Brandon, is he here tonight? No. <laughs> I get to pick on him then. Sister Branham had surgery and he's home with her. We need to make sure we pray for her. We need her to have a complete healing in Jesus' name. But I, I, I'm not divulging anything, but he, um, they backslid for many years. A good man, didn't, wasn't some awful thing, but they backslid. They weren't living for God, wasn't right with God. And I've heard him tell the story that, that one of the main things that helped bring him back was me going with him on his hog. Now, I got to tell you, and Brother Bram, you have a beautiful motorcycle. But my favorite thing is not riding on the back of another man's hog. I just got to tell you that right now. I'm just saying. I learned something right on that. You know, they, they, these uh, motorcycle guys, they're kind of prejudiced. Whenever, whenever he was riding, I'm sitting behind him, and you, you pass another Harley, you put, they put their hand down. It's like this hand. They all put their hand down when they pass each other. When you pass something else that's not a Harley, they just, like, got a little hand. That's all they got. You ain't there yet. Sorry. That's the way it was. Sorry, Brother Brown. But you know what happened is I joined myself. You know who the first person outside my family was to know that I was going to ask my wife to marry me? Brother Branham. I told him while we were riding on the hog. <laughs> you, know what, what, you know what I was doing, though? Is I was joining myself to him. I was, I was, I was connecting myself to him. And, and he will say, and he, I've heard him talk about, the thing that got him back in church is Pastor Jason loved me back into the church. I did not love him into the church by saying, I love you, Brother Branham. I appreciate you, Brother Branham. I joined myself to him, and a difference was made in his life. If you want to make a difference, you've got to join yourself to a ministry, to a person, to a situation. I'm not just talking about this. In 2015, I'm joining myself to somebody, to something. You've got to join yourself. And there's urgency. The next verse said he joined himself to the chariot. Join thyself to the chariot in verse 30. And Philip ran. We've got to have an urgency in us. I feel like sometimes we, we don't have the urgency. We think sometime I'm going to get involved. Sometime I'm going to reach the law. Sometime I'm going to do something. I, I love this. There are three things, obviously, that we're talking about doing. Lifelines, life rings, lifeboats. And real quick, lifelines. I had a, a lady come and tell me tonight. She was saying, listen, I just wanted you to know, Pastor. I know we're talking about giving out these cards. Am I the only one hearing that little noise? Okay. 
if, if something can happen from somebody, that'd be great. Because it's been doing it the whole time I'm up here. Someone said it's a tower. But she came up to me and she said, she said, I, I work where I work. I, I can't just hand out these cards all the time um, and, and to, to, to the customers that come in. Uh, it's not allowed, but I, I, I want to be a part of it. So she said, I, and, and, I, and I have already given a card to all of the people that work with me, and I can't just keep giving them the same cards, the people I work with. So what I've been doing is I've been buying the messages that you've been preaching, and I'm handing out the messages that you're preaching every week. Uh, what's going on? Uh, it's someone saying, I'm joining myself uh, to what the body is doing. Uh, I'm getting a hold. That's a life line. That's a great lifeline. Hear the word of God. Listen to what my pastor preached. Listen to what my bishop preached. Listen to this choir song. What's going on? It's somebody saying somehow, some way, I'm going to join myself and I feel an urgency. So I'm going to run. I'm going to get there. Whatever it takes, whatever I have to do, there must be an urgency in our spirit. So tonight, I, I can, oh, I could preach right now. The Holy Ghost is here. Lift your hands right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Someone let your voice out a little bit right now. Someone reach for something beyond yourself right now. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, I do want to take some time tonight. And we're going to just be talking about simple things to do. Not just inspiration, hopefully some information. Not just information, I hopefully you will get a hold of a purpose. Something inside that says, hey, I'm going to do something. I can do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way to do it. Three things in particular right now. I told you later we're going to be doing search and rescues. We're going to be doing different things. But right now we're focused on three primary areas. Lifelines. And that's whether it's a card, a CD, a DVD, a track. It's just getting things out there, giving it to people. You're just throwing out lifelines wherever you can. Life rings. That's the, that is corporate activities as the body of Christ that we go and launch out together. Lifeboats, Bible studies that we are teaching and that we are going to continue to teach. Right now, I want us just to just talk about what's happening and what's going to be happening coming up. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord as Brother Daniel comes right now. Let's go ahead, and uh, I want us to just take a look at a video about the power of a group. The gentleman in the elevator now is a candid star. These folks who are entering, the man with the white shirt, the lady with the trench coat, and subsequently one other member of our staff will face the rear. And you'll see how this man in the trench coat... <laughs> his individuality but little by little he looks at his watch but he's really making an excuse for turning just a little bit more to the wall now we'll try it once again here's the candid subject here comes the candid camera staff three of them at least and uh 
this man has apparently been in groups before. with his hat on in the elevator. First he makes a full turn to the rear and Charlie closes the door. A moment later, we'll open the door. Everybody's changed positions. <laughs> now we'll see if we can use see if we can use group pressure for some good. Now, in a moment, on Charlie's signal, everybody turns forward. Notice, they take off their hats. And now, do you think we could reverse the procedure? Watch. <laughs> that last guy especially, he was just, okay, that's what we're doing. Groups are powerful. Whenever a group of people come together with a specific purpose, they have major impact on an individual. And the same works in the spiritual. We are coming together with these life rings. It's a group of people. It's the church coming together collectively with a specific task. We're going to go out. We're going to bless. We are going to impact our community. That's what we are doing. We are applying godly group pressure. Matthew chapter 18 verse uh, 20 says, For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. When we come together, two, three, four, five, and I hope it's like 300, 400, we come together as the church body, not just to eat a hot dog, not just to eat a hamburger and walk around with some cotton candy, but when we gather together, we come together with a specific purpose, with one mind and one accord. I'm here to bless the community. I'm here to do some good. I'm here to make a difference in my city. When we show up like that, the presence of the Lord comes down in a special way. Now, when you look at this scripture, leave it up there, gathered together actually comes from one Greek word. And when you look at it and you start digging into it, it means to collect or convene specifically to entertain hospitably. Now we always use this as when two or three of us come together in the church house, hallelujah, we're going to have a time, oh what a glorious day. I can't do that fast tap Pastor Jason does. I, I, I can't get it. I've tried before when I'm preaching and I always mess up so I have to stop. But it's not about when we come together necessarily in the church house. Now that is true. When we come together and we unify and, boy, we're going to come and lift up the name of the Lord, His presence falls. But in a special way, when we collect, when the body of Christ comes together and says, we're going to be a life ring, we're going to go out in the community and we're going to be hospitable, we're going to go entertain some people. You might say, aren't you just entertaining the people? Yes, we're entertaining them. We're blessing them. We're giving them something to do. We're showing them we're nice. But what's powerful is when we do that, when we're just nice, when we're a blessing and we're hospitable, when we come together and we bind together with that motive, 
It says the presence of the Lord comes down in that atmosphere. There is a special anointing. There is a special presence of the Lord that comes down whenever we bind together and we say we're going to go out there and we're going to do some good. Woo, let's clap our hands. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When we come together with purpose, we're going to bless the community. We're going to do some good. We're going to reach out. When we do that, put the scripture back up there, please. Almighty God. Omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God shows up. We need to get this in our thinking. We're not out there just eating cotton candy. The presence of the Lord shows up. He that created heavens and the earth, the one true God that rolled back the waters of the Red Sea, he that cleansed the lepers, that opened the blinded eyes, that raised the dead, that's the God that shows up. We're not out there. It's not just Daniel, Donnie, and Roland out there passing out cotton candy. When we come together in unity, going out as a life ring to make a difference and do some good, the presence of the Lord comes down. Woo! It might be different than a Sunday night service. It might feel a little different, but it's no less powerful. Two or three gathered together, bound together. Unified together, linked up, forming a life ring, saying we're going to go out there and we're going to serve cotton candy. Yeah, we are. And we're going to give away some bicycles. But we're in one mind and in one accord. And we're ready to do something. When we do that, the presence of the Lord shows up. It's godly group pressure. You find it in Acts chapter 1 where a group of 120 men and women gather together. They come together with a specific purpose. Jesus said, go tarry. So they tarry. And you find these men and women, they're in the upper room, and they, they're in one mind and one accord. And in this presence, in this atmosphere, that's when they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. It was when 120 people gathered together. And this is not where the story ends, because then right after this, they go out to the streets. They form a life ring, a 120-person life ring that encompasses this city. All of a sudden, people are saying, what's going on? What are, what, why are they talking this way? What's happening? These people are different. There's something different about this Peter guy. And they form a, a life ring around this area, and they begin to preach the truth to him. And on that day, 3,000 souls were added to the church because of 120 people. We can make a difference when we go out into the community. We can make a difference. We can make a difference. Together, when we go out there with purpose and our minds made up with one mind and one accord, and this isn't just pastor's vision, but this is my vision. I want to reach the lost. I want to see Bellevue saved. I want to see the shore saved. I want to see Marion Oaks evangelized. One mind and one accord. We link up and go out. We launch out. I'm going to give you some information, but I just want to end this portion with this story. Back in uh, 2013 in Australia, Australia there was a 12-year-old boy who almost lost his life. His name is uh, Josh, and he was out there with two friends, and they were playing in the shallow waters. And uh, somehow or another, he lost his balance. He fell into the waters, and the, uh, the, the tide or whatever it was grabbed him and scooped him out into the deep 
and before long he cannot he cannot make it he's swimming he's flailing trying to get back to shore but he can't make it a tourist passes by and he sees what's happening and his two friends on the shore telling him what's going on and so this tourist jumps in the water to save the boy but to no avail the current was too strong the waves were pushing him down and by this time several people had ran up and tried to jump into the water they tried to save the boy but the waves and the current was pushing them back out go ahead and put this picture up they figured something out though I might not be able to do it on my own he might not be able to do it on his own but what they did was form a human chain it was a human lifeline and they stood arm in arm and reached out into the waters and together they saved the boy's life and you might be thinking what difference can I make does it really matter if I go to a Bible study does it really matter if I go to that block party I'm just one man I'm just one person I might not be able to do it on my own Roland might not be able to do it on his own but you know what if we begin to link up grab on to brother Victor some of you guys grab on just spread across here on my own I can only accomplish so much but together we can make a difference together we can make a difference together we can make a difference on my own I can only accomplish this much but when we come together 100 200 people 300 people however many people will catch this vision and will buy into what pastor is trying to accomplish here if we can all bind together we can see souls saved Jesus name thank you guys Jesus 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 why don't you lift your hands and pray right now God help me to catch this vision helping it not to be just cute sayings and a new little theme that we picked up for this year. God, let us get it in our hearts. Let us buy into this. Let us get this truth and this vision in our hearts. I'd encourage you, lift your voice just a little bit more for a second. Catch this. Buy on. Link on for just a minute. Link on for just a minute. Oh, on my own, I can only do so much. On your own, you can only do so much. But together, we can make a big impact. Together, we can make a big difference. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. In your uh, handout that the ushers just gave you, just now, I want us to kind of keep that mode of prayer. Just keep praying under your breath, if you don't mind, while I explain this. But inside that handout is a sheet of paper. And if you have a pen or your neighbor has a pen sitting next to you, what we're going to ask you to do is in this atmosphere of prayer right now, this is basically all of the different things that will happen before, during, and after leading up to that first lifering event, that Shores Block Party that we will be doing Sunday, February 8th, 3.30 to 5 p.m. And you might say, well, I don't know what to do. Here are some options for you. You can do before work. Door hangers are going to be passed out. Brother Donnie Ellis, the youth group, uh, they are going to be going out, meeting at the church this Saturday at 9.45 a.m. This does not have to be just a youth event. If mom and dad want to go with your kids and show them how it's done, go with them. Go with them. You will get some great stories. Me and Madison were out, was out there passing out cards uh, a, a couple weeks ago, and a big dog chased him. 
and he ran and jumped, and it was really fun to watch from a distance. You'll get some good stories doing outreach. Go out there with your kids. Uh, prayer walks. There are going to be some prayer walks happening. Uh, I know there's a bunch of ladies fired up, just got some fresh passion from these prayer seminars. We're going to have a couple prayer walks taking place. Daily prayer. That's one everybody in this place can check. We can pray every day leading up to this event. Event setup, food prep. There are things that will be happening beforehand that you could be involved with. Be thinking about, even as I'm speaking, what could you, what, what are, are you interested in being involved with during the event? We're going to be serving so many hot dogs and hamburgers, it's ridiculous. Uh, activities, we're going to be having games and balloons, bounce houses, all kinds of just fun and craziness for the kids and the family. We're going to have registration taking place. We need people that are uh, good at talking with people, uh, starting conversations, tech, tech support, errands. There's all kinds of stuff that will be taking place during the actual event. And then after the event, there's always lots to do. We have to clean up the property. We have to clean up our own equipment. We have to get it back. And then there's guest follow-up. And so these are different ways that you can launch out. It's something small. And in and of itself, you might say, well, does it really matter if I run an errand? Does it really matter if I'm, I'm there to pick up the trash off the ground? Does it really matter if I'm there to help serve the hot dogs? Well, you know what? I can do so much, you can do so much, and so maybe, maybe they wouldn't miss me too much if I wasn't there. But before long, if we all get that attitude, no one's there. And so what we have to do is say, in one mind, in one accord, I'm watching out, I'm going to link up with everybody, we're going out there, we're going to get in that water, and we're going to reach some souls. In Jesus' name, I want you to pray one more time. Ask God to lead you for just a minute. God, help us. Lord, you know everybody's strengths. You know what we're good at, what we're blessed with, the talents you've placed in us. God, I ask you, Lord, help us to catch this burden. Lord, help us to see more souls saved this year than ever before. Oh, God, help us to see more Bible studies taught than ever before. In Jesus' name, I'd ask you right now to go ahead and check which boxes you would be, you would be able to help us out in. And what will happen is, if you will commit to that, write your name and the best uh, number to contact you. We have captains over each of these uh, specific things, and so they will contact you uh, with information on how uh, you can help your team get ready. And so uh, go ahead and fill that out. Take just a minute and do that and hang on to it. Pastor Jason will give you some instruction with that in just a moment. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I know there's not a lot of clapping because there's a lot of writing, and that's perfect. Go ahead and check a box. I can help with this. I, I'm going to give you a second. That's what this is right now. See, we got to join ourselves to something. It's one thing to say, yeah. It's another thing to join yourself and put your name down and say, hey, I can help. I can help clean up. I can help do something. I can help connect in somehow, some way. I'm going to do it. That day may be taken. You may be able to do something beforehand, but it shouldn't be taken that day because it's a Sunday. We are canceling Sunday night service, so we're going to be out there. Now, let me just say this on a personal note, and for the church's sake, that means we don't get an offering Sunday night because we're not there, and we're giving away bikes and we're giving away food, so that means we need in the next few services some people to think about that and to uh, give a little extra, and we will actually be doing those envelopes uh, this Sunday night uh, though from 100 down to 1, 
for those that want to be involved. And based on what comes in from that, which I believe all of it will be taken care of, but that's how much we're going to be able to give to our community. Just give. No strings attached. Just give it to our community. Isn't that awesome? Ain't that a wonderful attitude to have right there? Let's just make a difference in a kid's life, and a mom's life. How awesome. So in a moment, we're going to be putting that up. But for right now, I want to do something, and, and I know this is different tonight, um, but uh, it's important that we do it. I, I'm wanting to show a video. You have that ready? I want to show a video, and I'm wanting to show it for two reasons. One, um, it's about Bible studies, but also to let you know, because a lot of people have never seen. There is a, a website. It's called igobiblestudy.com. igobiblestudy.com, about how to teach Bible studies, how to get them started. Uh, it's a Bible study that this church has put together. And so this is just an opening video for it. It's a few minutes long, uh, but it's about the importance of Bible studies in the apostolic church. And it's just teaching. Uh, and what you'll find on that website is just one video after another that are all about roughly 10 minutes long that talk about how to get Bible studies, how to keep them going, um, uh, how to... Um, it, all, all kind of different things. I, I can't go through it all. But I want us to take a moment and I want us to see this. So you can hit the stage lights for just a moment um, so, so they can see this. And let's just take a moment. Make sure the, uh, uh, the volume is up. Thank you for taking your time to uh, view this part of the website, the training center. And over the next few uh, videos, we're going to be talking about uh, how to get Bible studies, how to teach Bible studies. But before we get to the how, I think it's important that we focus on the why. If the why is big enough, you'll get through whatever you have to get through to know how to do it. Uh, you go all the way back to the founding of our nation, uh, you find the Declaration of Independence. That was the why. Why do we want to have our own nation? And then the Constitution is the how. How are we going to make this happen? Uh, and I think it's important to focus on the why. And so for this video and the next video, we're going to be talking about the why. Why do we teach home Bible studies? Why do we take time? Because we do have a great commission. He said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So as we move forward uh, in this um, how, let's take time and figure out why we're going to do this. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, you'll find this PDF uh, there on the website. Uh, the Bible says, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea, and in Samaria, and into the uttermost part of the earth. We'll be talking about the ripple effect uh, in a later video. Uh, but here it says we have power, and that power, the primary purpose it shows us right here, uh, is not just power over the devil or power over all these things. It's a power to be a witness. That's what God called us to do. And so when the early church began, I mean, there was such power, such anointing, uh, and it's a God thing. That's, I think that's one of the things we must understand, that uh, the idea of a church is not our idea. It's God's idea. He said, I'm going to build my church. And so we, we've got to understand uh, that when the church began, it was with, through the power of the Holy Ghost. Um, 
Jesus told them, the works that I do shall ye do also, and greater works than these shall ye do. And as you begin to read through the book of Acts, you see the power and the anointing that flowed through them as they began to turn their world right side up. Uh, and it was an amazing thing. And it is 33 years, the book of Acts is 33 years of the start of the church. It covers the 33-year period. Of course, Jesus uh, was here for 33 years. Uh, that's 66. That's the same amount of books that's in the Bible. That has nothing to do with anything. I just thought I'd say that. Uh, but anyhow, they started the church with great power, great anointing. Um, and, but see, then they had to sustain that growth. Look at the, the growth um, chart here, how quickly uh, it began to grow. Acts chapter 1, verse 15. Uh, and in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of them, um, of the disciples, and said the number, and, and he named everyone that was there. But the Bible says there was about 120. So you had 120. Uh, that's a good-sized church. That's bigger than the average church. The average church uh, in America is about 70 people. Uh, so this is a good start for sure. So um, 120 start moving in the spirit and then in acts chapter 2 immediately you see the church being added to uh, acts chapter 2 verse 41 and they that gladly received his word were baptized and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls addition god wants the church to have addition it should have growth uh, and so here we have three thousand souls added to the church. All of a sudden, you have 120 people uh, that have followed Jesus. Now you've got 3,000. You want to talk about an explosive revival and harvest, uh, but they had to keep these people. But it didn't stop there. Uh, in chapter 4, uh, you see again explosive growth. Acts chapter 4, verse number 4. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men were about 5,000. This ain't even talking about the women and children here. 5,000 men. We're talking about explosive growth. 120, 3,000 added. Now on top of that, 5,000 men plus women and children. Revival was absolutely shaking that city. That's why uh, Paul and uh, first Saul, uh, he was, they're, they're trying to figure out what to do because it was a big problem. It wasn't like there were just the 12 disciples over here. They were having explosive growth. But then you find... Uh, in next chapter, Acts chapter 5, verse 14, it goes from addition to multiplication. Uh, Acts 15, uh, excuse me, Acts 5, 14 says, And the believers were uh, more added to the, uh, to the Lord multitudes both men and women and so it's now it's a multitude when they in the bible when they use the word multitudes it's because it's such a great number they don't even know how to put a, a number on it right now and so uh i know when we did uh, uh revivals and i had the opportunity to be in ethiopia uh that's what they would say they said these numbers are getting so big we're just going to say multitudes receive the holy ghost and if you were there you would understand because there was such a massive amount of people and that's what we're seeing here, multitudes. So I don't even know what the number is, but revival kept building. But how did they sustain that? Um, you know, whether, whether it's multitudes, whether it's 5,000, whether it's 3,000, whether it's 120, whether it's 20, whether it's 5, whether it's 1. You've got to retain uh, people that come into the church. And how they did that, 
uh, was very systematic. There are These are just two keys uh, to sustainable growth. Now, I'm not saying these are the only keys at all, but these are two that we find multiple times, and they're very important, especially to the topic that we're on today. And so how did they do it? How did they have sustainable growth? How did they keep it moving forward? Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 46, uh, and it says, And they continued... Uh, they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. And so they were with one accord where in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. So they, they met publicly public worship. Uh, they were still discussing the Old Testament. That's one of the reasons I think uh, making sure part of your Bible study repertoire is something like search for truth. I believe that we need that Old Testament because when they went to the temple, they were able to freely uh, talk about Jesus because they were talking about him from the Old Testament, and that's what they talked about in the temple. But nevertheless, publicly and from house to house. These are the two places that you get strength. Uh, you have pictures. I have pictures here, and there's a hook on either side that holds that string that keeps the weight there. Now, if I lose either one of those, uh, it's off balance, and the picture's going to fall. You've got to have these two pivot points that help us uh, keep the balance. The balance. That's what we need. And so this is the balance. They were in the temple, and they were in uh, they went from house to house. Let's look at another scripture. Acts chapter 5, verse 42. And daily in the temple and in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. How did they do it? How did they sustain the growth? They did not just have big public uh, worships. They had that. They had where tons of people were coming together, but they also went from house to house. You need both if you're going to continue and have sustainable growth. Uh, Acts 20 and 20, Paul again speaking here, he says, How I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. So you see a, a pattern here. If we are going to have the revival where they added to the church and they sustained it where it kept building like this, they didn't have keep going back to the first 120 again and again and again. They added 120 to 3,000, the 5,000, the multitudes. It kept growing, uh, and it's because they had this balance. They met together in large groups. They came to church. Uh, Pastor Paul, Pastor Peter, uh, or the apostles, of course, who I'm talking about, they taught the Word of God. They preached the Word of God, but they also got in each other's house. Now, they did not do their own thing. Um, many times when they were in those houses, they were reading the epistles, the official letters uh, from uh, the apostles, from uh, Paul and from Peter and from Matthew and from John. They were reading these letters, and so there was, there was some focus. It wasn't just everyone doing their own thing. But nevertheless, they had both environments. They had the public worship and from house to house. And so why do we teach Bible studies? Why do I take time to build websites and to put out material? Because it's apostolic. 
going from house to house is apostolic, but we need both. We need the church house and we need house to house. We need both if we're going to sustain it. And so this is a book of Acts revival. That's why we're taking time to do this. So the why. The why is this is how it happened in the book of Acts. If we're going to model the book of Acts, if we're going to have that same revival they had in the book of Acts, we need to have the same disciplines. Amen. There's a, there's a lot of videos that get into detail on how to get Bible study started and how to start this stuff. I encourage you to get a hold of that if you want to become a Bible study teacher. Um, but what we have heard night after night is the importance of teaching the Word of God and being a part of a Bible study and letting the Word of God begin to grow in you. Uh, it is such an important thing. Brother Daniel did an amazing job when he began to preach and began to yell. And I was excited with him when he began to say, to the boats. Putting people in these lifeboats and getting them to the shore. That's what this is. This is Souls Harbor. This is where you, your feet can get grounded on something. So we go out there. We don't want to keep them in a lifeboat either. We want to get them from the lifeboat to the shore. Can I hear an amen? amen. And so that's what we want to do. We want to... Come and, and get, be a part of this. And there are a lot of people here, you're saying, man, that sounds great. I want to be a part of it, but I, I don't feel like I can teach a Bible study right now. I don't feel like I have it in me. You'll be surprised how much is really in you uh, when you get put to it. Uh, but nevertheless, I know that feeling. Man, I don't know if I have what it takes to, to teach the Word, to get involved, but I want to be involved. And so if you'll take that other paper out where it talks about being a host, if you'll take that real quick in your hand. I didn't get one up here. Brother Madison, bring that to me. Thank you very much. To host is to, number one, to have a heart for people. You say, I want to see people saved. I want to see lives changed. I want to be a part of it. Next, the O is to open your home. You're saying, well, I, I'm not a teacher, but I have a heart for people. I want to open my home. And the S is just serve some refreshments. Get some cookies. Get some iced tea. Uh, get, get something, your favorite thing that you bake, whatever it is. Just something small. Just serve some refreshments. And then the T is turn it over to a teacher. You don't have to teach it. You don't have to say, man, I, I'm, I'm going to teach this Bible study. You know, and, and that may be why you haven't done a lot. You're thinking, man, I just don't have it in me right now. I just don't think I can do it. But I want to teach. I want a Bible study in my neighborhood. I want a Bible study. So we have teachers. Myself, I will come. Brother Daniel will come. Sister Danae will come. I can go down the list. Uh, Brother Donnie, that's just our staff. Now you start going, Brother Roland. Now I'm naming names. I'm going to be quiet. But we have teachers that are here that are ready to come and teach at your house house you all you have to do is have a heart for people open up your home serve some refreshments and turn it over to the teacher that's all you have to do and all of a sudden your home goes from being just a, a wonderful place for your family but to being a soul-saving station what happens is it becomes multiple points of entry into the kingdom of God instead of just these doors your door becomes the door that gets them inside of these doors all of a sudden there's more doors for people to walk through to have their lives forever changed and you get to be a part of that and so you're here and you're saying listen I want to be a part of it I need to be a part of it I don't know how I don't know when that's all right 
We're not going to make you stay tonight when you're going to do it. I, you know, I know you've got to think about it, but we need to know who we're going to contact. So I want you right now, you say, I, I, I think I do. I really think I do. I don't know yet. I don't know how it's going to be, but this sounds like something I would love to have a Bible study in my house. I would love to be able to invite my family or my friends over. I want you to take some time right now, and I want you to just write your name uh, right there where, where it says to write your name. And then I want you to put your number there so we know how to get a hold of you. And it would be great also to have your email. And then if you have any particular comments right now, like I, I, I want to do it, but it's going to have to be uh, starting next month. Or saying, I'm ready to go right now. Just tell me what I need to do. Um, or, 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 you know, can, can I, I want to be a part of a Bible study, but my house, maybe my, my spouse is unsaved, but I want to be a part of one. You can write that into the comments so we know what's going on. But I'm in. I want to be a part of this thing. I want to see what God's going to do. Get your name on there, your number, your email, your contact. Write something down in the name of Jesus. I want us to stand together. You say, this seems so simple. It is really simple. I did a Bible study this morning. I've been doing Bible studies up in Ocala with a um, with, with some friends of mine, and I and I it was a it, you know how simple it was. It was a text. Hey man, I, I'm I'm going to be doing some Bible studies this this um, week or, or this year. I'm wanting to you know do more than just you know invite people to church. I want to get out there and teach. It was just a real quick. I want to do a Bible study. Are you interested in doing a Bible study um, at your house or at your business? And uh, I got the text back. Wow, that sounds awesome. Let's do it at our office. This, this, we, we've had different people every week. This week there was another, a, a different person that he, I'm not even inviting any of these people. He's inviting them. Just a text. Just, just what, what are we doing? You got to try the door. You got to see what's open. You got to see what's available. But I'm telling you, we can, we can do this. We can have such a revival and a harvest. And that's what God has called us to do. We, we are called to make an impact in people's lives. And there are multiple ways over uh, beyond Bible studies and lifelines and lifeboats. There are so many ways for us to do this. But right now we're focused on these. But there, there are so many ways. And do everything you can. But let's join together right now and saying, you know what? I can't teach a Bible study. Or I, I don't know, but I'm going to be a part of it. Or here's the things I'm checking. I'm going to be a part of that life ring. I'm going to find a way somehow, some way to be a part of what God is doing. You feel that out. I want you to come forward. I want you to lay those up here at the altar, and then I want you to stay here. We're going to pray together, and we're going to go home. Bring them and just lay them on the altar. And let's all be in unity coming this way. At the very least, you have, I'm going to pray for this, this block party. You have that. Try to stay near the front as you come, because we're going to pray together, if you don't mind. I know people are sending your kids up with them. That's good. Both of them. Both of the papers, please. Both of the papers. That's it. Come on. Come on. Try to stay up here. Move, kind of move to the side so people can get down the aisle, but stay up here. We're going to pray together. You're here today, and maybe this is your first, second, third time, and you're saying, man, I just want to, I just want to get involved with what's going on. That's cool. You can be involved. Everything that we're talking about tonight, I don't care if this is your first time here, you can be involved in this. You can be involved in the block party. You can be involved in the Bible studies. You can be involved in the lifelines. You can be involved in all of it. In the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost.
Oh, Jesus. You see all the potential up here right now? In the name of Jesus, you see all the potential up here right now. In the name of Jesus, let's start praying. God, God, you see the desire. God, you see the passion, the hunger. Lord, in the name of Jesus, you see what's going on, God. God, we want to be involved in this thing. We want your spirit to lead us and to guide us and direct us. Lord, I pray, God, right now that you will help us, God, to be effective. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray, God, that your anointing will come down. The New Testament church, that Book of Acts church, did not do it just because they wanted to. The Spirit bade them go. The Spirit said, go here and talk to this person. The Spirit said, go to the street called called straight. The Spirit said, there's someone down at the door knocking. I pray that the Spirit of God will begin to speak to every one of us. Let us transfer out of this natural into the supernatural. Let the power of God begin to work and move in us. I bind all fear and I curse it in the name of Jesus. God, you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We have enough love to reach this world. We've got enough power through the Holy Ghost to reach this world. And we've got clarity in our mind to reach this world. I pray in the name of Jesus that we will just make up in our minds right here, right now. We are launching out into the deep. We're going big, we're going prepared, and we're going with expectation. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Will you clap your hands to the Lord in the name of Jesus? Oh, Jesus, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. Feels good. Bishop, anything you need to say? Hallelujah. I'm in. Are you in? I'm in. Now, thank you for putting this up here, but if you would like, you can come back and get your host and rip that back part off if you'd like to. That, on the back of it, there's things to pray every day, praying for wisdom and favor, praying for salvation and deliverance, praying for spiritual awakening, praying for breakthroughs. What you need to do every day, you need to evangelize every day, everywhere, to everyone. 3D living, dare to step out, develop friendships, discern the next step. So if you want to hold on to that, so you're praying about those and looking about, looking into that, and we are five minutes early. Yes. Sweetheart, anything? We good? Anybody? All right. In Jesus' name. God's good. You're amazing. We're going to have an incredible year. God bless you. Greet somebody. Don't leave without talking to a few people. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.